0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Huddle. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. Cancer isn't a pleasant subject, but one thing is certain. We can't act as if we were ostriches and hide our heads in the sand simply because we don't want to hear an unpleasant subject. The wise person will learn all he can about this dread disease, and in so doing, may save his life. There is no pain in the early stages of cancer. The American Cancer Society urges you to take heed of this fact, For ignoring any one of cancer's seven danger signals because there is no pain can result in death. Cancer can be cured, but treatment must be started when the disease is in its early stages. When pain is felt, it is often too late. Learn how you can recognize the signs of early cancer. As a part of its educational activities supported by contributions from the public, the American Cancer Society makes this life-saving information available to you personally or in a program for your union, club, or church group. Address your request to cancer care of your local post office. Don't delay. Protect yourself now.
2: Let's see. I wonder if we've got anything to put... Hey, Molly.
3: Yes, McGee?
2: I need some help. Look, we got a little box about an inch wide and, say, five inches long?
3: No, I don't think so.
2: Well, how about one two inches wide and maybe five or seven and seven and a half inches long?
3: What do you need a box like that for?
2: I want a gift wrap, a cigar. A what? A cigar for our mailman, Mr. Bagby. Today's his anniversary, and I thought it'd be nice.
3: Oh, isn't that a sweet idea? How did you know it was his anniversary?
2: Right here in the morning paper.
3: Really? What anniversary is it, does it say?
2: 179.
3: Well, isn't that nice? Mm -hmm. Goodness, I can remember when he and Mrs. Bagby... What? Did you say 170? I
2: don't think we're talking about the same thing, my dear. The anniversary I'm referring to has to do with the United States Post Office. Post Office? It's not only Bagby's anniversary. It's an anniversary for all postal employees. Oh. Yep. Today happens to be July 26th. A date never to be forgotten by mailmen from coast to coast.
3: Don't tell me it's Dr. Scholl's footpad day because... Oh,
2: Molly, please.
3: Don't look at me that way. I'm entitled to a little corny joke now and then. Some of those old ones, you...
2: It's the 179th anniversary of the start of the mail service in the United States of America, and if you'll find me some ribbon, I'll put it around this cigar and attach this happy anniversary card to it without the box, and please hurry up before Bagby gets here and louses up the whole thing.
3: Right away, sir. Gee
2: whiz. Most men's wives let them be the comedians, but not my wife. She's got a hair... There you
3: are. Now, which do you like, green ribbon or gold ribbon?
2: Well, which do you like?
3: What kind of a cigar are you giving him? A 50-center or one of your own brand?
2: One of my own special alfalfa coronas. Ain't the price now, it's the sentiment.
3: Use the green ribbon. Two puffs on that cigar and his face... I'll take the
2: gold. (laughs) Come on, tie the gold ribbon around the cigar while I hold it, will you? I never could tie a good bow tie.
3: Okay, hold it still.
2: Hurry, will you? I want to slip in the mailbox before Bagby gets here. I'll tie this card onto it and... There,
3: there you are. Well,
2: I'll be right back. Boy, I'd like to get a look at old Bagby's face when he opens our mailbox this morning. I bet a
3: tear will come to his eyes. Ah, there goes a good kid. And when I say kid, I mean someone who had so much fun when he was 12 years old, he just stayed there. If all husbands are like mine, the hat people ought to put out a propeller beanie because they'd make a fortune.
2: <laughs> all set, kiddo. We just did our bit for the American mailman.
3: Kind of gives you a warm glow, doesn't it? Yeah.
2: Them guys deserve a little show of appreciation because...
3: Roger, boy! In here, Mr. Oldtimer.
2: Yes, sir. Every day, no matter what the weather, through hail, sleet, snow, these fearless men make their appointed rounds. I'll... Oh, hi, Oldtimer. What you holding your hat over your heart for? Why...
4: That was the grocery boy's creed you just decided, wasn't it, Johnny? Oh, no.
3: He was talking about the mailmen. What a tough life they had. Mailmen?
4: Huh. Why, compared to the life of a grocery boy, kids, a mailman's life is duck soup. Oh, yeah. Well, I
3: don't know about that. Mailmen put in a pretty hard day. Oh, so, I'll
4: admit it's a little hard keeping one eye on the house numbers, one eye on the dogs, and trying to read the postcards at the same time. <laughs> but I tell you, it's us grocery boys that got it rough, kids.
2: What's tough about your job? Besides the steaks you deliver?
4: Well, you take this morning, for instance. Yeah? I had 36 orders to deliver before 10 o'clock. Wow. I didn't have time to do nothing except throw them into the boxes and go, man, go. (laughs) Run out to the parking lot, chucked them in the truck, took off up Elm Street and hadn't got more than three blocks before a cop pulls up alongside of me. Onto a motorcycle.
2: Yeah, that's always when they stop you, when you're in the biggest hurry. What'd he say? What'd he say?
4: Where do you think you're going, he yells. Want to get yourself killed? Oh, dear.
2: Give you a ticket?
4: Had his pencil out and writing before I could say, I wouldn't do that if I were you, son. I got friends at City Hall. Annoyed, was he? Fit to be tied, daughter. And when I looked at that jaywalking ticket, I realized that Jaywalking? Yep. (laughs) I was in such a hurry when I left the market, I clean forgot the truck. (laughs) So long, kid.
1: Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. What
5: does it take to make a tape recording? Listen. That's all, just the push of a button. When you record with an RCA push-button tape recorder... And what a popular member of the family this RCA electronic marvel can be. Add sound to home movies. Keep a record of the children's voices. Liven up parties and enjoy them over and over again. Dictate important notes and speeches. Exchange talking letters with friends and relatives in distant cities. It's portable, too. Use it anywhere. It's RCA quality all the way. Yet it's as simple to operate as a light switch. To learn all the things an RCA push-button tape recorder can do for your family, pay a visit to your RCA Victor dealer. But don't just look. Listen. Listen to your own voice as you record it on the RCA push-button tape recorder. Remember, the world's best names for quality, RCA and RCA Victor.
2: furthermore. Do you realize how many miles a mailman walks in a year? Millions, I suppose.
3: Now, look, McGee, I agree that mailmen are wonderful, hard-working fellows, and they deserve to have their praises sung. You betcha. But after 16 choruses, the song gets tiresome. And besides being the anniversary of the first mail, today is also Monday, and I've got a tub of laundry soaking. So excuse me, please.
2: Okay, Tootsie. Oh, no starts in the collars this time, huh? My neck gets sensitive in the summertime didn't hear me, I guess, because too... I'll get it, Molly. Come in.
6: Hi, mister. Hi. Oh, hi, <laughs>
2: Dini. Come in, come in, come in. Are well, you having fun today?
6: No, Mr. McGee, no. Oh? All the kids are going to the park or fishing or something today.
2: Oh.
6: Yeah, it's real dull all over the block, I bet
2: you. Well, come on in. Set a spell. Maybe I can make up for the lack of excitement in your life by telling you a little story, sis.
6: Oh, boy, a story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be wonderful, Mr. McGee. Yep. I went out this morning to play Indian, and I went all over the block, and there wasn't anybody to tommy hawk or tie to trees or anything. I <laughs> see. And I get restless, I betcha. Yeah, well,
2: maybe story will soothe you a little. Just put your rope and your bow and arrow on the coffee table there.
6: Okay. What's the story going to be about?
2: Well, today happens to be a special day, Teeny. July 26th the 179th anniversary of the delivery of the first mail in the United States.
6: Oh, gee.
2: Therefore, in honor of this great occasion, I'll tell you the story of the first letter ever delivered by a man whose name is never to be forgotten by anyone connected with the Postal Service.
6: Oh, boy. What's his name, Mr. McGee? What's his name? His
2: name? and uh, Well, well uh, you'll have to get that information from someone connected with the Postal Service. Uh, they never forget. Oh, this story starts back in 1775, way back before they ever heard of a postage stamp or a mailbox. They didn't have the fine, efficient mail delivery system we have now. In fact, there wasn't any mail service at all.
6: Gee, you mean, you mean, if I was living in those days and I wanted to send away for a genuine scalp Tommy Hawk like this one here, I'd have to tear off the box tops and take them all the way to Chicago myself?
2: <laughs> yep. Like I say, in them days, they didn't have any smiling, friendly mailmen like that nice Mr. Bagby who delivers our mail.
6: Oh, I like Mr. Bagby. I like him. Mm. He's wonderful.
2: He sure is. That's why I'm telling you this story, Teenie, kind of in his honor. And if you don't mind, I'll dedicate the story to our great and good friend, Bagby the mailman. Okay?
6: Sure. It's okay with me? Good.
2: Any questions so far?
6: Yes. What? What does dedicate mean?
2: Oh. Well, that means I'd like our good friend, Mr. Bagby... To... Just a minute. Says, Come in. Oh, Wally Wimple. Hi, Wimp.
0: Hello, Mr. McGee. I hope I'm not intruding. Oh, of
2: course not. Come in, boy. You know Mr. Wimple, Keeney.
0: Hi, Mr. Wimple.
6: Mr. McGee's telling me a story about the mailman.
2: Yeah, in honor of today being 179 years since the first day the mail was delivered, I'm I'm telling her a story about it, Wimp. Sit down here at my feet next to Teeny, and I'll continue.
0: Oh, thank you. Uh, but I can't stay. I only stopped in for a minute to tell you the nice thing Mr. Bagby just did for us.
2: Yeah, I was just telling Teenie what a swell old guy Bagby is. Matter of fact, I'm dedicating my story to him.
0: Oh, you couldn't have picked a more considerate and thoughtful person. Look at this. Hmm? This lovely card he left in our mailbox. Happy anniversary, it says. And it's got a cigar tied to it with a gold ribbon. Oh. What? Oh, why, I know it's a cheap cigar. Why? I wouldn't light it with a ten-foot match. (laughs) But just the idea of that busy man remembering.
2: Remembering what?
0: Today is the third anniversary of the day Sweetie Face gave up smoking. Cigars.
2: (laughs) Well, that's a fine thing to do.
0: Yes. She'll be so delighted when I tell her that Mr. Bagby didn't forget... I'm going right down to the gym now, and, oh, I nearly forgot. Here's a letter that was sticking out of your mailbox. I thought I'd bring it in before the breeze blew it away.
2: Oh, who's it for, Molly or me? I thought she got the... No, it
0: seemed to be your county tax return.
2: My county tax return? The one I sent out on the 20th? Ten seconds before the deadline? Uh, three cents postage due. What?
0: Uh-uh.
2: You mean them guys had the gall to bring back my... Why, them inefficient penny pension postal punks. I'll get a $4 penalty for this. Oh, that backstabbing Bagby! Can't trust me for three cents. Well, I'd better be running along. The nerve of them <laughs> civil service saboteurs! They'll hear about this.
6: I'll go with you, Mister Wimple. There won't be any story today. Bye, Miss.
2: I don't mind if Bagby refuses to smoke my cigars, but by George, when they bring my mail back just because I forgot to stamp it, they've gone too far. This is the last time. I... <laughs>
1: Bibber and Molly will be right back. Here's an interesting recipe for you. Take a little homicide, add lots of danger and intrigue, put in a pinch of blackmail, and season with a beautiful blonde or two. Mix well, and you have a smooth, satisfying evening of mystery entertainment that serves any number of people. The entire family, in fact. And that's the dish that NBC Radio has whipped up for you tomorrow evening. Yes, mystery fans know that Tuesday is their night. There's Barry Craig, confidential investigator, starring William Gargan. And there's also the tense half hour starring Dane Clark called Crime and Peter Chambers. And that's not all for Tuesday Means Another Trip on the Side of Law and Order with Jack Webb in Dragnet. And say, how about a quick look into the future? Here's some news that's too big to keep Lux Radio Theater is coming to NBC. And you'll hear it every Tuesday beginning September 14th. Yes, it's radio's greatest dramatic show, Lux Radio Theater. On NBC in the fall. Hey,
2: kiddo, turn on the radio, quick.
1: Why? What's on?
2: Well, turn it on. You'll see. It's a swell program. And,
1: and be sure to be with us tomorrow night for another chapter in the lives of Bever, McGee, and Molly.
2: Ah, uh, we missed it.
3: Yes. We'll get it tomorrow night. Yeah. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs>
1: NBC has brought you the Fibber McGee and Molly program transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old timer and Wallace Wimple. This is John Wald inviting you in on the fun tomorrow when Doc and Mr. Wimple serve as kitchen help to Fibber McGee and Molly. Get behind the headlines to the heart of the news tonight on the NBC radio network.